Uh, and speaking of Main Street preps, we want to get to our Main Street North. Blaine Keller joins us now at sports underscore BK on Twitter. And Blaine, thanks for taking some time with us. We are excited to learn about these Greenbrier Bobcats. Yeah, you know, thank you guys for having me on here first off. And, you know, I think probably if anybody wanted to talk about Robertson County basketball right now, it's Greenbrier. You know, 17 and one, as you guys mentioned, third in the class 3A poll with one first place vote. A 15-game winning streak and a really big district match against Creekwood tomorrow. Sounds pretty exciting. Um, what is the key to this team? What is the key to this program? Because I'm not familiar with Greenbrier being in this position on the hardwood in in my memory. So yeah, you, you know. Kenton Coleman, their their coach, is now in his fifth year, and, and the most wins that he's had in this season was in his first year as coach. That was 17. I've already matched that to this point. Uh, you know, it's 17 and one. This team can do a lot. You know, they've got some nice shooters on the outside. Brandon Rector can really light it up. Jace Mangrum's gone for 30 at one point in the game. Bryson Merrill's one of their big men, but he can hit from you know beyond the three point line. But they also hit it from inside as well. It feels like every time I'm watching this team, there's something different I notice. One time, it's the defense. You know, during this winning streak, they've held countless opponents under 50, under 40, sometimes under 30. Another time, it's points in the paint. On Friday, their final 31 points against Montgomery Central were in the paint. I don't know if I've ever seen that in a high school basketball game before. And then, you know, the guys that I mentioned, Braden Rector, Bryson Merrill, Derek Taylor, who's a three-star football guy, you know, all of the depth as well. I mean, like I said, it feels like it's something different every time I watch them. 17-1 and one are the Bobcats. Their only loss coming um, back around Thanksgiving, a 69-65 loss to visiting Springfield and a loss that they avenged on December 10th at Springfield with a 57-47 win over the Yellow Jackets. Um, also in that 17-1 and one run is a... 65-44 win over an East Robertson team that features Ole Miss football signee Taylor Groves, who some of our Murray County listeners are familiar with because he came down here and hung about 39 on Santa Fe uh, about a month or so ago, I think. So pretty impressive um, roster of victories for this Bobcat team. You know, as Blaine, when I when I look at just the most recent game, let's let's take for example this Montgomery Central game, and like you said, it's something different every night. You know, you got guys scoring 16, 14, 8, 8, 7, 7. It just feels like there's not one person that you can really, you know, kind of try to slow down. This this team really feels like it's balanced. Like you said, they can go inside, they can play outside. It, it just it really seems like this is a team that is built for long-term success, not just for a short time uh, in the regular season. Yeah, and, you know, Coleman, you know, their coach keeps continuing to preach, you know, we're, we're playing for the postseason, and I, I think any coach at this point is going to say that. But when you have depth like that, it really boils down to, you know, you mentioned East Robertson with Taylor Groves. Some, some guys could say, you know, some teams could say, let's limit Taylor Groves and let them beat us. But you can't really say that with Greenbrier. You can't say, 
let's let, you know, not let Nolan Carson score. Let's not let Bryson Merrill score or Braden Rector score because someone else is going to step up. And I think Friday's box score, as you mentioned, you know, kind of kind of reflects that. Yeah, I, I want to continue. I want to talk uh, a little bit about Taylor Groves. You know, this is a and I guess the last time when's the last time you saw them against Joe Burns, Joe Burns, not an easy place to play, by the way. And they're, they're coming off a really successful season last year. What, you know, what can you, can we expect maybe long-term or postseason wise out of East Robertson? Are, are they a team that can, that can make some noise? Should some of our teams down here take notice because we have some really good ones. You know, and I was talking to Coach Coleman about that on Friday. I was talking about his record a little bit. And as a 3A school, he has the expectation that East Robertson has a roster good enough to return to the state tournament. Uh, Let's not forget, you know, back in 2020 when Taylor was a sophomore, I believe, just before the state tournament, you know, canceled because of COVID, East Robertson reached it at that point. Uh, It's a different team this year, and it's kind of, as you guys saw against Santa Fe, you know, let – let Taylor score the ball and, you know, find any way to give Taylor the ball. But I feel like they've got the size that they could really match up with some guys in the region. And just uh, we've got some time left, and, and I want to I talk about basketball, but since we're on the, the subject of East Robertson, uh, are they still looking for a head coach? Yes. Football coach? Is my understanding that Sorry. they are still looking for a coach. Um, you know, I, I think – from, from what I've heard, the, the resignation of Coach Pond uh, kind of caught some people by surprise. But, um, you know, he's, he's on to the next big thing. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if he's even finishing the year at East Robertson, to be honest with you. He might actually just be going on to the next position. Okay. Blaine, um, shifting gears just a second on the girls' side. And again, um, we've got a couple of teams down here, Loretto and Summertown, that are first and fifth, respectively, in the Class 2A poll. I'm not sure how much you do with either Westmoreland or with Stewart County, but Westmoreland coming in at number seven this week, Stewart County at number 10. And I would think that those are um, some folks that Loretto and Summertown might see at some point in postseason play. What can you tell us about those two? Yeah, with Westmoreland, you know, their girls team has been, and I'm sure Zach Womble, you know, at Sumner County can tell you all about it. Elena Eagle has been the girl for them for the past couple of years. You know, she's she's athletic. She can get inside and outside and scoring. And, you know, on that other side with, with Stewart County, the Bramlett twins are, are a sight to see uh, with Stewart County. I remember watching them a lot last year and, they can make a lot of noise, especially when region tournaments roll around. You know, one of them is a go, a go-getter, you know, a go-bucket scorer, but the other one's a defender. And, you know, with, with Twins, you kind of notice that. If you ever watch Twins play basketball, one of them's a really great scorer and the other one's a really good defender because they've watched the other one score on them so many times. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Carly Bramlett that was a two-time, maybe three-time district defender of the year. And then Caitlin Bramlett was a top scorer in their district last year, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, they're, they're well coached. The, the Bramlett twins get it done. And they lost a couple pieces from last year, but I, I, I'm not surprised to see them in the AP poll. Uh, neither. I, they, I think they came down, Westmoreland came down here last year and, be, and played in the Summit uh, Christmas Classic Mo, and I think 
I think they played this year as well. I'm not. Yeah, very good basketball team. I think they've beaten Summit a couple of times this year, so um, they certainly don't mind Mm -hmm. playing up. (laughs) There you go. Hey, before we get let you get out of here, Blaine, I want to mention because some folks in in our listening area, our former listening area south of here in Giles County, would care. uh, Do want to mention a Darian Hudson. A thousand career points for the UT Southern Firehawks over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Darian was a. I remember, and this is going to show my age a little bit. I was a senior whenever Darian was still a junior at Springfield High School. Uh, that's where I graduated from. So, gotcha. So you know favorite, all about Darian uh, Hudson. My favorite thing about Darian at that point was that every time you would walk in before school started. He was getting shots up. It didn't matter if they had played a game the night before or if they were just coming back from a long road trip or something. He's still up there before you know classes start, still getting the shots up. And um, yeah, it was interesting. His nickname is Dew. I don't know. It's a weird nickname, but we would call Springfield the Dew Center just because of you know how talented this guy was. And Coach Rochester at Springfield said, you know, the first open gym he had with him, he had never seen a guy move that fast with the basketball and it's kind of shown to Martha Martin Methodist and now UT Southern he had a big outing against Austin P at the beginning of the year in a scrimmage but um yeah it's really really showing in his third year uh, with the Firehawks that's awesome congratulations to him for reaching that 1000 career point plateau for the Firehawks and thank you Blaine for hanging out with us tell folks where they can find you on Twitter and in the podcast yeah uh, sports underscore BK for uh, Twitter, and then Brady McTimney and I run the MSP North podcast. Should be a pretty fun episode next week. All right. That is Blaine Keller of the Robertson County Connection. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. All right. When we come back, we're going to keep talking hoops, but it's going to move on up to the college ranks. So let's talk about Tennessee. Let's talk about Auburn. Let's talk about some Lady Vols. Uh, you see me repping my, my, my ball stuff today because, well, <laughs> it's about the only thing I can rep after this weekend. <laughs> I wore my Pred stuff already. Uh, we'll be back on Main Street Sports today right after this. Y'all stick around. <laughs> 